Welcome to the Detailing Detectives Podcast, where we talk about the real issues facing business owners in the detailing industry. Here is your host, Craig Brigham. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 1 of the Detailing Detectives Podcast. I'm Craig and in this episode we're going to be talking about the cost of living crisis and how it's currently impacting our industry. Currently, inflation is around 9% and it's expected to rise above 11 before to the before the start of the new year. So, with prices of everyday essentials like food and energy rising at substantially quick prices, um, yeah, things have like doubled. I think a price of butter is something like £7.20 at the moment or something stupid like that. Um, so, clearly that's going to have an impact on our industry. And over the last few months, I've seen many a car care business come up for sale on the likes of Facebook and eBay. Now, some of these businesses will be closing down due to um, the cost of living being so high uh, and they feel the need to close that. Um, But we can kind of overcome that if we put the right preparations in place and make some changes to our own businesses to kind of make them future proof. So the current situation, what have we seen? Well, we've seen an increase in running costs for people that have got units, so such as electric, water, phones, rent, insurance, all those prices have increased. You've had a pre-increase in product costs, so the raw materials are at an all-time high. So speaking with some manufacturers um, that I know pretty well, um, we've even got products such as silicon that's risen between 10 and 20 percent and that's just this year alone so you take that into consideration over the last couple of years and yeah things are just going off the scale we've also then got the consumer so our customer our end customer that's obviously having these costs as well um so have they got enough spare cash to spend on having their vehicle you know prepared to a high standard you know the the stuff that we do, the corrections, the coatings, even a maintenance valet. Um, Fuel costs. So I'm sure we've all got vehicles. Um, Some of us have got vans with generators in them. Um, You know, that's an increasing cost. Staffing issues. Um, We've had, uh, I've seen it myself where we've had staff that have left to go over and do another career uh, based on the fact that it's going to give them more income. Um, so what do we do to ensure that we keep our employees um, you know and finding employees finding employees is very difficult at the moment and there's many more um, of those things that are, that are happening that are affecting businesses so where do we start well I think the best starting point is to analyse your current costs so your business incoming and outgoings um, you can do this with a decent accountancy platform such as Sage, QuickBooks, um, like Xero, I think there is uh, as well. So if you've got one of those, you should be able to analyse these costs very easily. If not, pull up an Excel spreadsheet and start and look through your bank statements and start and consider what your outgoings and incomings are. So we'll, we'll break down some of these in detail. So firstly, your income. So your products, if you sell products to clients. Your jobs, so your maintenance valets, your full valets, your paint correction, coatings, etc. Um, to your consumer. Uh, do you have any grants that are classed as income? And maybe you've got uh, a YouTube channel 
Um, so maybe you get ad revenue. There may be others, but those are the four that um, are quite common. And then we've got your outgoings, such as staff, energy, your product costs, fuel, advertising, vehicles, insurance, savings, and subscriptions, such as detailing apps, business coaches, Amazon Prime, and such like. And you may have more variations of incoming and outgoings than this. Uh, however, this is what I believe the majority of businesses will be dealing with at the moment. Now, the first one we need to look at in detail is your product costs. These, this is such an easy one to attend to. Uh, and as car care individuals, we like to look and feel the, you know, the latest and greatest product that's on the market. And the easiest thing is don't. <laughs> now, I'm a great believer that one brand of product can't do every job. Uh, so I respect that you might need two types of tyre dressing or three brands of compound. But what we need to try and avoid is jumping on the hype bandwagon. Now, I'm sure that many of us have done this uh, throughout our detailing career. Um, you know, it's good for the suppliers uh, and manufacturers of products. But as a car care business, it can cost you every single month. And all you really get is a product you use once. You put it on the shelf and think, it's oh, not great. I'll leave it. Um, and you never use it again, so you've just probably wasted eight, nine pounds on a product, probably even more, um, that you're never going to use. So if that's something you like to do, at least sell it on and get some of your money back. Um, but yeah, try and get out of that um, area of selling, uh, of buying that those particular hyped products um, and falling for, oh, it, it, everyone's hyping about it, it must be good. Stick to what you know, especially at the moment. Stick to what you know. The next thing is, um, when you're looking to order products, try and think ahead. So if you're a unit-based business, don't look to buy the coating for each car the week before the car is due. Um, try and buy a stock of the coatings. So this is going to help you uh, save on postage costs uh, and potentially costly delays should you get a delay in the post service or um, a parcel delivery. So me personally, what I tend to do is I tend to put all my orders through for products at the beginning or end of a month, ready for the next month. So if I know if I've got two coatings coming up in the diary for, let's say, August, then what I'll do is I'll buy those in July. Um, and then I know I've got them on the shelf. I'm not going to have any delays with the product. And also I've saved on the, the buying of coatings just from week to week on postage. And the cost of these, you know, some people are saying, oh, yeah, but I can't afford to have coatings sat around. Well, try and factor these into your client booking fee. You know, if you take um, a booking fee once they've done, try and include your coating cost in that. So if they do cancel, you've covered your coating costs. Um, you're always going to use them on another car anyway, um, because most of us are uh, accredited by a brand or, or use one brand of coatings. Um, next we need to look at your regular consumables so we're talking about the shampoo, wheel cleaner, glass cleaner etc now if you're buying these in 500ml then a litre then please stop uh, you know think about ordering 5 or 25 litres of these products uh, yes the initial cost up front uh, will be higher but with the reduced cost over time you know postage product costs because they tend to be better value uh, if you're buying bigger litres are going to help increase your profit margin 
over the long term. Now, you might think I'm just stating the obvious here, but you'd be amazed how many people that I talk to on a daily basis, you know, what some of the big names within this industry that still buy in low quantities because they don't like having large amounts of product just sat around. When, let, let's just talk about shampoo and wheel cleaner, for example. Now, 25 litres of wheel cleaner might last me six months. I run two vans, um, both tackling, I don't know, 25 cars a week minimum. So that, that's going to last me six months. Now, if I bought that in a litre or five litres, I would be buying that almost, I would say, monthly or six-weekly instead of six monthly. So if you added that up, I'm potentially saving 20, 30% there, in just just including postage um, of that, never mind anything else. So always look to see if you can buy in bigger quantities. And if your um, manufacturer doesn't provide that, then talk to them. Let's see if we can change that so they can help you because in turn, it's going to help them. So yeah, plan ahead, stop buying the unnecessary and buying bigger quantities when it comes to your products. And another thing you can do is also look to change products out. So once you've used up a product, you can look before you buy again um, to see if there's another product out there that can do the same job at better value um, or improve your efficiency. So, you know, at the moment, the market's flooded with detailing brands uh, and there's some that are rebranded products, but there are little gems out there that you know can give you better efficiency, high dilution rates, and can cost you less over time. And that's what we'd really need to be looking at. Next, we're going to look at your energy and fuel insurance energy, fuel, and insurances. So, when was the last time you looked at your outgoing energy costs? Uh, I would hope that it would be recently, but again, when talking to my peers, many haven't looked for weeks, months, some even years. And you know, we need to check this on the market to make sure that you, you know, checking to see if you could save some money. Now, in some cases, it may be beneficial for you to stay with who you are currently with, but it's always good to check, um, and you need to be doing this quarterly definitely quarterly um, even if you're in a contract in some cases you can ring up your energy provider and say look I've seen this at a, a different price um, this is my exit fee if, even if I take that into account it's still cheaper what can you do and you might be surprised they might be able to do nothing but you don't know if you don't ask insurance now this is an important one because you should never reduce your insurance cover unless you need to so always ensure that you are covered and to the work that you're doing and level that you need. Um, we will be covering all things insurance in a future episode with an insurance expert. So don't um, don't be sure about that one. It's going to come very shortly. However, in some cases, we may be paying out for insurance for things that we don't need anymore, such as mobile phone insurance for a phone we've not got or insurance on laptops and computers that really, if it was to get stolen it would be covered in another business policy that we already have so you need to have a look into your your policy uh, details to see if that you're not duplicating insurance um you know to make sure you're not over covered 
uh, just make sure you're insured for the things that you actually need to be insured for. You know, a great example of this is vans. So how many of you have recently moved into a unit over the last 18 months and still have, you know, 13, 14,000 miles a year listed as your annual mileage where, let's be honest, you probably only realistically do half of that. You know, bit of food for thought, have a look, see what you can think. Um, you never know, you might be able to save yourself a few hundred quid a year uh, when it comes to renewal. And of course, when your business insurance renewal comes around, make sure you're shopping about for like for like cover you know look through your policy details i can't stipulate that enough and make sure that when you are getting like for like quotes even if it is cheaper make sure it's like for like so fuel uh, like myself a lot of car care professionals are mobile and i for one have seen an increase of like 30 to 40 pounds uh, to fill up my van to the brim so on top of so i think it was uh, something like 85 pound to fill my van i've got a Vauxhall vivaro long wheelbase and i think it was uh, 85 pounds to fill it up last year and i think it's now costing me between 120 130 pound to fill up so if you haven't already i'd probably recommend looking into a fuel card uh, especially if you're running a mobile business multiple vans or even if you're just running one van and you're using a lot of fuel um it might save you a little bit of money um, so well worth looking into another thing to bear in mind is planning your daily route better so don't be going 20 miles then going 20 miles to another job and then 20 miles to another job try and group your jobs together in a single area so you're not traveling as far in a day now this might mean you know speaking to customers and moving client schedules around but be honest with your clients your clients will understand and they will you know understand what's going on they they everyone's facing the same thing um and if you can kind of work it that you're not going to put your prices up you know you just want to change your routine to help ease the pressure on everybody then you know mo most clients will be understanding about it especially if you're honest and if you're using a generator uh, maybe considering consider asking more of your clients to plug in and use their electric um this will reduce your fuel cost um, or maybe even look at a surcharge for the use of it. So I've seen a few businesses local to myself who have started to charge a couple of pounds extra uh, as a surcharge for using their own generator. Um, not considered this myself yet, but um, I've seen it and it seems to be working well for them after speaking to them. Um, and people are quite happy to pay, understanding that, you know, it's just going on that increased cost. So definitely one to think about there. Now, advertising. Now, as car care businesses, we advertise all the time, and it's pretty much a must, isn't it? Whether you use Google Ads, social media, Yell, local mag magazines, or word of mouth. Some of these are free, and some cost hundreds a month. Um, so if you're currently spending advertising, once again, it might be worth a review on whether you are actually getting the best out of your marketing budget using those uh, marketing avenues. You know, are you getting a decent return on your investment? If not, is there an alternative? You know, do you need to advertise? If you're booked up for the next four months, do you need to advertise for the next two? Think about it. I'm, I'm a great believer you need to continually advertise your services, but that doesn't always need to be paid. Um, so if you're booked up for four months in advance, maybe take a two-month break, start again. But what I would say is don't just stop because as soon as you stop, uh, that's when the inquiries stop as well.
so definitely take an hour or two just to have a look at your current um, advertising uh, regimes and see if they're actually working for you moving on then subscriptions well over time we all end up joining some subscription plan whether that be for music software websites or whatever it is and the big question I said is how many of these actually do you still use and feel useful so maybe as an example you're subscribed to uh, Prime but haven't actually bought anything or watched anything for months maybe it's time to stop it maybe if you only buy something once in a while is it really worth paying that £8 a month just think about what we can do um, if we look through all these subscriptions and just cancel the ones we don't use and just keep the ones that we do um, you know you can soon add up to £20-£30 worth of money back into your business or personal bank account especially if you've got these personally as well so I know many people use um, listen to music and uh, podcasts well could you do that on a free platform rather than a paid one and one of the things um, is also worth looking at is if you use an app for your business. So maybe you use an app to schedule appointments. Um, one question I would ask is, do you use all the features of that, that app? Um, you know, are you getting your money's worth out of it? Could you use more of it to bring in more income? You know, it, could you downgrade to a cheaper plan that would cover everything you've got but save you a few pounds a month until you've got time to look into it further? Um, maybe you don't use an app but actually using an app um, that schedules appointments might save you an hour a day chasing clients so in turn you could use that time to earn more money so this is something we're going to have a look at in a future episode um, with one of the uh, detail industry's uh, largest app providers um, that we use ourselves so look out for that and then we can move on to your income. And obviously, when your income is affected, everything else is affected. So it's one of the main items that we kind of need to look at. And if your current pricing structure isn't generating enough revenue due to your outgoings, or you're not getting enough work in, you know, it's going to have an impact on you financially, mentally, etc. So one big question I'm going to ask is, when did you last put your prices up? And this is something I, I ask quite a few people as I'm talking to them um, through through messages and, and groups. Um, you know, when did you last put your prices up? If it's not been within the last six months, you've not reviewed your prices in the last six months, then I certainly suggest you have a look at your income and outgoings to ensure you're covering your expenses. Over the last six months, costs have you know risen dramatically, and if you've not changed your costs, you're losing out. Um, and I will go as far as to say, if you've not altered your costs and you don't plan on altering them for the next six months, you, you're going to be in trouble. You're definitely going to be in trouble. So definitely review your costs. Uh, and I know some individuals are concerned that if they put the prices up, then they're going to lose customers. Uh, and in some cases, yes, you will. Some customers will feel it's too much for them, which that's okay. Don't don't take that as a negative. It's okay. However, what you've got to consider is if you keep the same price, you may end up losing your business. And is that a risk you really want to worth take? You know, 
with all of the prices going up, you need to ensure that you're not losing out just for the sake of keeping your clients happy. Um, yes, we want happy clients, but everybody's got to understand that you just can't absorb everything. You've got to put your prices up. What I will strongly advise is you don't lower your prices. I've seen many professionals over the last few months post how they're not getting the work on relevant social media platforms and then the next thing I see is them lowering the prices to try and look attractive to new clients. Now, this causes two problems in my experience. One, you're lowering your customer expectation, so you've now set an expectation with that client that that's what those services cost. So in six months' time, you put your prices up. Why? You know, why have you put your prices up? Because you could do it for this before. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you're now working for less. So you're already struggling, but you're now working for less than what you were before. So you're making your own situation twice as, twice as bad. Um, so yeah, don't 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 lower your prices. Stick to your guns. Uh, and one of the other thing is, especially if you're um, struggling at the moment, is look at regular work. So especially if you're a business that focuses on generating new clients. So let's look at our unit-based detailers, where your your main source of income is paint correction and coating work. You know, maybe look at a monthly checkup for clients or six-month checkups. How many of you actually see that client again? So if a client comes in for a ceramic coating, when was the the next time you're going to see that client? Three years when they need another car doing because they've sold the car? Potentially. So why are you not seeing them in six months' time, a year's time? Why are you not getting them back to decontaminate the vehicle? You know, make sure the coating's working all right. You know, this is other revenue streams that you can look at. And maybe something you you ought to consider if, if things are, are struggling is maybe look at a Saturday morning wash session for coated vehicles. So maybe contact your current clients and go, look, come down on a Saturday morning. Let's wash the outside of your car, you know. It's it's worth doing because regular income will help you ride out this because you're something that you've got. Okay, I've got regular costs. So if you're a mobile valeter and you just go out and you clean cars, um, maybe you're not doing regular work and maybe it's time to set up maintenance plans um, to try and get customers, you know, weekly, fortnightly, monthly, because that is going to help you have regular income, which is going to, you know, reduce the stress of thinking about, how, how much have I got coming in next month? And one of the other things I'd strongly consider is also look at factoring a rainy day fund into your pricing if you haven't already. So we'll cover this topic in the coming episodes here in greater detail. I'm actually going to do an episode on its own. Um, but look at putting £1 on your valet cost or 5 to £10 on your detail and literally just put that in a savings account. Don't touch it, don't use it for anything else. Use it as a rainy day pot. Um, it'll soon add up, you know, factor it into all your, your costs and your profit and, you know, your tax that you're going to have to pay, but put it to one side. Um, I can't stipulate this enough that, you know, if you've got savings, it's going to help when times get tough. So our clients, let's move on and talk about the end consumer, our clients. You know, prices rising, clients have less money to spend on things. So what can we do as car care professionals to help them get the most value for money? Well, 
When providing quotations for services, start and ask the customer questions. I see so many people just give a price. So a customer will speak to you on the phone um, or an email and they'll say, oh, I want X, you know, two-stage ceramic coating, uh, two-stage machine polish and ceramic coating. So what's the price for that? And most people will just give them a price for that. Don't. Start talking to the customer. Find out what their pain points are about the vehicle. You know, what are they expecting from that two-stage polish and coating? You know, could there be an alternative solution that's more cost-effective for the customer, better value for money, or something else that meets their expectations better at a lower cost, or, you know, maybe there's a better solution out there. Talk to your clients because they'll feel valued and that's what you want. You want to make sure the client feels valued and they're getting value for money. You know, ask them if they've got a budget. Work to that budget. Don't necessarily go, oh, okay, they're not for me because they don't want to spend £500. If you're struggling for work, maybe you can tailor a solution that works for both of you. And that's what we need to look at. Um... I'm going to leave it there because I think we've covered quite a bit in this session so far. Um, and I think we're going to revisit this in a couple of uh, episodes time. Uh, and I'd like to get some of your suggestions on what our fellow car care professionals can do to ride this out. So if you've got something or a story or a challenge that you'd like to share with us regarding the cost of living, um, then you can send us a voice note on WhatsApp, uh, drop us a note on social media, um, or send us an email at podcast at the detailinteclectives.co.uk. Really like to see what your views are on this and what you'd suggest our detailing community can do to help us ride out this cost of living crisis. So I really hope you've got something out of this session, even if it's just made you think about the current affairs within your business. Uh, if you do want to dive further into any of these topics with me on a one-to-one, then we can do that through our consultancy services um, we provide a 30 minute free call uh, and you can find more out on our website i'd like to thank you for listening and if you've enjoyed listening then don't forget to rate us on your podcast platform and share us across your social media platform as well if you have a topic you'd like us to cover or would like to take part in the show then you can contact us by email and i'll put the details in the description below drop us a message on social media and we'd love to get you involved in the show until next time stay safe stay positive and i'll see you later you've been listening to the detailing detectives podcast with your host greg brigham we hope you've enjoyed this episode don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe so you don't miss any future shows we release